0: If I were to put together a montage to indicate your quiet, sad day-to-days, mm. uh, what would need to be included?
1: Oh, well, some would say I was optional. You know? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, the, that's the first thing. I'm, I'm barely there. I'm a tourist at best in my own life.
0: Starring Paul Goodman, and then it's just a montage of shots of places you might have been <laughs> that cuts yeah. away dramatically just as you're about to enter. <laughs>
1: The final time I step into to center screen, there's a couple of people there. It looks like I'm going to address them and I, and then it ends the scene. <laughs> Mostly that, and then perhaps the, the final shot will be of me having knocked something over and now cleaning it up while I'm just on, on the floor, stabbing myself in the leg with a fork.
0: <laughs> it's a brutal depiction of the um, truly unfair realities that face now. <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's niche but I feel like it's a story that must be told.
1: It's realism that that transcends the need for actual realism for relatability. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's too real to be in any way relatable to an audience and I think that makes it very powerful. I
1: have been told that's my appeal.
0: podcast that is a guy in prison what's
1: wrong with us hmm. i'm paul just fine i'm starting to think this is some kind of holiday
0: <laughs> oh, i remember when that character says that it's
1: jared jared harris he's when, oh, when he's, okay. he's, he's waiting for laura dead and he, he goes oh, i'm starting to think this <laughs> oh, is some kind I of see. holiday uh,
0: you said it's such a jaunty way it just sounded a lot like a sort of um, dwayne the rock johnson line <laughs> of just kinda, up in here <laughs> i'm supposed to be on holiday <laughs> <laughs> of all these certain women around Ah, <laughs> forget about
1: it that's how Dwayne the Rock Johnson talks <laughs> I've seen his film he's rebranding jo- Joe Pesci's on his way out
0: <laughs> finally <laughs> Jesus the guy the fucking vice like grip that guy has had on the box office is finally <laughs> finally beginning to wane
1: let it go Joe
0: <laughs> well you made it through nine more episodes of us being broadly unhappy good job thanks mate yay And welcome back to the special decade episode where we are exploring modern classics. Mm. Uh, The ultimate rejection of the tiresome, they don't make them like that
1: anymore. Mantra. Idiots.
0: Idiots. Come on now. Come on.
1: New Dwayne, the Rock Johnson line.
0: (laughs) His catchphrase. I'm rebranding. That's that's great, Dwayne. I googled (laughs) good actors and then googled the first film that that guy had in his uh, formography. (laughs) And now that's what I'm all about. We're watching some of the best films being made today to find the films that seem destined to the halls of reverence down the line. Mm. We're skewing genre and our personal top 10 lists. And yes. in this, our second episode, uh, we have decided to head into the mon- mountains of Montana. Oh, is that what it's called? That? Mount, <laughs> Mount, Mount, Mountania.
1: And Joe Montaigne is there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he owns it yeah. he's, he's the whole deal of Montana and that really is what Kelly Wright responded to and thought was needed <laughs> in her film because we're heading up to the mountains with certain women yeah. never done this before
2: well, I guess we'll just start at the beginning hey Flint what are you doing here
1: she came to see my lawyer
2: My wife wants me out of the house. You can't keep coming here. Your wife works for you. No, she's the boss, actually. I wonder how much more there might be buried here. I was so afraid I'd get out of law school and be selling shoes. My mom works in a school cafeteria, my sister in a hospital laundry, so selling shoes is the nicest job a girl from my family is supposed to get.
0: Kelly Reichardt's 2016 film was her sixth and there's a there's a word I struggle with sixth. sixth sixth. I did just okay. I did just spit all over my microphone. So that's all right. It's a re- it's avoid. a reminder gonna, of who
1: you are. Never forget.
0: I'm, I'm gonna avoid doing things the sixth time <laughs> <laughs> at all stages in my life. It's five and out, or just try to hurry through the the one after sixth, a one after fifth. Damn it! I said sixth anyway. <laughs> I tried so hard to get around it. And I the said one, it anyway. The one
1: after fifth, which is sixth. <laughs> So long. you know what they say one's a company two's a crowd three's a crowd four's a crowd five's a crowd (laughs) six no
0: (laughs) no don't oh with magpies one for sorrow two for joy three for I know where this is going (laughs) get out now I'm gonna tell you anyway (laughs) it is an adaptation of three short stories I feel bad when we're talking about good stuff all of this is great for when we're doing our usual Adam Sandler (laughs) butt sounds Um, but this is interrupting me trying to introduce this piece of art (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll allow you to do some serious talk. From if we it. could, just, if you could just leave the jokes aside for the next hour, that would be um, very handy for uh, me and the listener. I feel
1: I can promise, but that will be a worthless <laughs> promise, and, and...
0: Uh, the only kind I accept. <laughs> Sincere promises make me nervous. <laughs> it is an adaptation of three short stories from Miley Malloy's anthologies: Half in Love and Both Ways is the only way I want it. Hmm. Pretty damn good title for a thing.
1: I'd say so. It's it makes a, it sound
0: sassier than the uh, the, the stories that have been adapted and imply.
1: Yeah, it's a mouthful, but a mouthful of nachos.
0: <laughs> how do you want it, honey? Well, oh no, yeah, you're the you're the one who says that. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Great. Good <laughs> anyway, guy. you're my fifth. You're my fifth customer today. Oh, hey, how are you, Wait, sir, sir? That was odd. Yeah. Uh, the, f- the film was received by critics like a truck full of sandstone. Brilliant. Who cares where it's from?
1: <laughs> who who it. gives a
0: fuck? Gives a solitary fuck where this has been. I'm going to build me oose out of it. Wendy eyed over at the Observer. Said, "Rygart more than ever feels like a director who is using cinema in a way that is wonderfully at odds with our expectations for the medium." Yeah, I expected something to happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I like birds. Bad people, <laughs> <laughs> and, and bad, birds are like bad people.
1: Yeah, they'll hang around ponds when it's when it's hot. <laughs>
0: Have <laughs> you ever noticed scumbags do that? <laughs> I have. <laughs> uh, have. Public meanwhile, public meanwhile. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. Al Burnham on Google said it would be more interesting to sit on a sidewalk, sidewalk and watch women walk by as on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, it was so minimalistic that it begs the question: Why make the movie at all? My mm. belief is that movies are an entertainment. It clearly lacks that, in my opinion. I like the idea that a minimalist film is just like one step above not being a film.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't don't come near him with Philip Glass, mate. Because he'll 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 wonder what your game is, and he will he eat you for entertainment.
0: You're one step away from just not doing music. <laughs> just should have done that. But I love that I, that Paul. Movies are entertainment. They.
1: Do you know what they are? And that's, that's what and all they are. That's 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 all, that's all I want to say on the subject, Paul. They are that. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, I. I'm entertained by a film, especially one that stars New York gangster Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Ah, Kevin. He says. <laughs> <laughs> In <a new> the direction.
0: <laughs> the famous Joe Pesci line. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh fuck! Oh Christ! The film has ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-two yeah. on Metacritic, and six point four on IMDb. Fuck me. Cahiers du Cinema placed it third on their list of best films of 2017 Behind Jeanette, The Childhood of Joan of Arc And Twin Peaks The Return Which still doesn't make any goddamn sense That list <laughs> That list, that concept <laughs> Everything that Cahiers du Cinema has ever
1: tried to do In fact that whole sentence And now our podcast is bled in
0: <laughs> This is all meaningless to anyone and everyone So Paul, you disgruntled man uh, I don't want to sell shoes <laughs> Fair enough I'd much rather be out here in Joe Montana <laughs> uh, Joe Montana was the disappointing boy equivalent of Hannah Montana. <laughs> hey, Hannah's off doing crazy things. What are you doing, Joe? Oh. Working on my trade. I my trade I've learned to plumb it's uh, the uh, v- the adverb of plumbing I don't know yeah. Paul what's one thing about certain women that made you want to pass out burgers to everyone you hate
1: oh Jared Harris is in this Paul a very important man a very certain man in this and uh, he <laughs> he's an instant classic I tell you
0: oh Jesus I mean so long as there's a good man in it yes yeah. I think it could Few. well
1: be qualifiable
0: as a as a classic film for
1: you but there's, but there's also Laura Dern and, oh. and I like Laura Dern very much I do enjoy Laura she's Dunn. at the
0: beginning of this film Oh, no. Well, let's head there to the beginning of the film.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lord Ernst having a saucy encounter with Butt Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Butt and Gutman. Butt but Gutman, who is, <laughs> who is one of the all-time conversationalists.
2: I'll take me back at work.
0: I do. Is like a peach?
1: I call it taupe. Yeah, he's he's got all that flair of a man who's come. <laughs> <laughs> all the
0: grace and charm of a man yeah. who's recently finished. <laughs>
1: yeah. Lucky I'm not sleeping, love. Do you
0: need a taxi somewhere?
1: <laughs> Who are you? Your partner Did of you many, just... many years.
0: Huh? <laughs> Did you just fall asleep <laughs> during that sentence? Uh, they're having a tawdry affair. Yeah. Uh-oh. But she's got to head out and get back to the Jared Harris that she's apparently responsible for. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. No one wants that.
0: No. They require no. a lot of care, your Jared Harrises.
1: Yeah. And he thought it was some kind of holiday. So it's <laughs> absolute nightmare. Hey.
0: Hi,
2: Laura. Mr. Fuller's here.
1: 210. I I'm starting to think it might be some kind of holiday.
0: He's trying out for Dwayne The Rock Johnson's role, and it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> He's got the eyebrows.
1: He has, Yeah. <laughs> He's got. He really tried hard for that role. (laughs) The Rock has the people's eyebrow, and Jared Harris has a person's eyebrow. Um, and it's the the people's eyebrow. <laughs> anyway, Laura Dern is a lawyer,
0: and yeah. uh, his only source of human contact, it seems, so.
1: yeah, other than his bitch wife. <laughs> he's had an injury at work, yeah. and uh, yes. he, he's not. T- he he ain't taking no for an answer. From- he ain't
0: taking no. Well, he took um, yes for an answer when he was offered some money, but yeah. now it's all been no, 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 no. Yeah. Um. Eventually, Laura Dern gets him in front of a new lawyer. Who tells him that since he's already accepted a payment from the workplace for the workplace injury, he can't sue anymore? Mm. Uh, just like Dern's been saying for ages. But she ain't got no dick, so yeah.
1: could be wrong. Finally, Jared Harris uh, has had someone speak in some bloody sense, <laughs> and he he says, "Okay." And then sorry, he I like
0: I, I I think I get what you're saying. Is there anyone around here, just anyone with a dick, who could just yeah. put it just put it a different way? Because I feel like somehow you might be wrong.
1: Is there anyone who who? Urinates, leaning against a wall, and, and going at the same time. Because I, I feel like that. they are going to be they're going to understand more about what like workers' compensation law.
0: Well, look, Buttman is called Laura has called Laura Dunn and is trying to break up with her. <laughs> it's but... called Laura Dunn. <laughs> it's called Laura by Dunn. night. <laughs> He's moonlighting Oh shit That yeah. would have given her A lot more credibility In the eyes of Jared Harris oh, But guy, guy is trying to Break up with Laura Dern Over the phone But her Jared Harris Is acting up mm. He's got a bad case Of being an older man Yeah And it's uh
1: It's gonna affect us all At some point It affects <laughs> <Face> us all <laughs> We eventually
0: just get Very angry and sad The only thing left to do Is get a machine gun And kill everyone
2: You're gonna have to get out. All right. Uh, uh, out? No, you can't say those things to me.
1: Uh, uh, not another word. I'm... You
2: can't talk like
0: that. Never mind. I'll be
1: quiet. Yeah, imp- impotent rage coming out the wazoo. And Fuck
0: yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: wait. He, he, like, they, they, they drive <laughs> around uh, Joe Montaigneville uh, for quite a while, <laughs> and Jared Harris says things to his lawyer such as, "Maybe I should just kill everyone," or like, "There's nothing left but to get a gun and kill everyone."
0: she doesn't like that. No. Oh, so sensitive, like a woman would be. Yeah.
1: Blur. Get out. Blur. No, he says. Oh, okay.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, she, she goes home and tries to have some TV dog and sleep. But mm. um, bloody Jared Harris has taken a hostage at gunpoint at his old workplace. Yeah. Yeah, big man. Actual character name, not something I've made up. Yeah.
1: Everyone's very <laughs> surprised that he was able to take him down. Um, and... Yes, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a big man. And he's big man.
0: He's a very big man. yeah.
1: But Jared Harris used his eyebrows on him, uh, cut him to shreds, and be, say what you want about big man. He is a man of the person. So, <laughs> the, so like yeah. they're in the situation now. They sling a bulletproof vest over um, Laura Dan.
0: Yep, she's got to go in and talk him down. Apparently, I guess that's part of her role. Yeah, um, that's what
1: lawyers do. The like easily, easy to trust breed. <laughs>
0: So hostage negotiator guy is like, okay, here is some really basic hostage negotiation stuff. Mm. Never, okay, she gets the idea, but
1: send her in, guys. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love. And she she goes in, and uh, Jared Harris asks her to read documents from the case file on him.
0: And um, yeah, she explains that yes, the place was at fault, and if he had held out, he probably would have been able to get a fair amount of compensation. Yeah. But he did accept that first offer. As has been said, so probably ain't gonna get shit. Mm. I'm sorry, I I I hear what you're saying. It's just, is there anyone here who knows what it feels like to be just square on the balls, (laughs) just just right on them, you know? And anyone
1: who's gone to like throw something and then they've they've let go of the thing they're throwing and then they continue the arc (laughs) in their hands so that they hit themselves in the balls, like just even a dink, (laughs) even just the twank.
0: He asks her to go out and stall the police whilst he sneaks out the back. And thankfully, she immediately doesn't do that and yeah. he gets arrested. Yeah. He's in back. He's unarmed.
1: Just, just no. What a bloody uppity no. woman.
0: Oh my God. If only she had indulged this crazy fantasy he had. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, Michelle Williams is a thing. Yeah. Hey, Michelle Williams. <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah. She's scoping out the field where she's planning on
1: building a house. Yeah. Right now, she's just built the porta potty. It was pretty good, though. It's pretty good. I'd do a shit on it. I'd do a wee standing up <laughs> leaning against the wall, going
0: <laughs> And that is the sign of quality. Her <laughs> terrible family are staying in a nearby tent, and based on yeah. the tent it looks like she put all of her best work into the porter potty. I would not be happy <laughs> shitting in that tent. <laughs>
1: cat camping is fine and you know what in France I did a shit in the woods and that was great I wouldn't I wouldn't say the same about every single forest I go into though you know and especially as a long term solution it's not gonna work
0: it's not gonna work you're never gonna have to be able to find a forest every time you need one
1: <laughs> it's not a Frenchman anyway <laughs> yeah,
0: and I do insist oh god but oh snap her husband is Butt Guy Yeah, aforementioned but, Butt Guy from the Derna Farm but Guttman. Butt Gutman Butt Gutman from the Derna Farm yeah. is here these words and um yeah that's that's not great or ideal in any way no uh except for him but yeah that oh yeah yeah. he's 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 having quite a bit of fun he's enjoying all of this all of his resentful daughter
2: thanks for helping out no one asked me no one asked me to either i'm just kind (coughs) of figured it out all by myself did you brush your teeth yeah really because your toothbrush is in here, and there's a bottle of water. Mom,
0: I said I brushed them. Okay.
2: Because now it would be a good oh, time. God, why even bother asking me if you're never going to believe me anyway?
0: They're heading off to try and get Janos Aldrin. I've always got your back, Legacy of Cain fans. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I know
1: there's three of you out there, and I'm hoping this will reach you. They've now unsubscribed, didn't want to be outed.
0: <laughs> it's a shame they're all such misogynists and wouldn't be interested in this, but they are. <laughs> so... They want him to give up some sandstone that his life used to be made out of mm. and is now just a pile of shitty rocks in his garden.
1: Yeah, they've got a bunch of Pokemon to revolve.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want my, um, what's it called in its base form? The, the little fox thing?
1: I can only think of Pikachu.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Pikachu. <laughs> I want it to turn into Sandstone-ion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. She could make a great porta potty out of that stuff, so.
1: <laughs> you do all kinds of shits in that. <laughs>
0: Any kind. Any
1: kind you want. <laughs> Any kind. Big, little, uh, <laughs> big. <laughs> Even bigger. So,
0: Williams gets ignored for a while and then he gives her the sandstone. Yeah. But should we take it? I mean, we really don't need it and he seems to like it a lot. Yes. <laughs> so they take the sandstone. <laughs> Give it here. Nom,
1: nom, 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 she says. <laughs> um. She's packed it into her cheeks and then she walks away with it.
0: <laughs> she drags her face away. <laughs> it's a haunting scene worthy of Julia Dorker now. Okay, Ugh. meanwhile. Definitely not how that's pronounced. Meanwhile, Lily Gladstone is a horse lady. What? Yeah.
1: But horses traditionally hate women.
0: Because <laughs> they're cold hands. Well, not this one. This one's got the horses of a fine horse. The horses? <laughs> I meant the hands. <laughs> the hands of a fine horse. horsewoman. woman.
1: <laughs> They 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 take her in as one of one of their own
0: because <laughs> she has the hands of a horse <laughs> and she's attending she's attending uh well she sees a bunch of cars pulling into a building and decides to just wander yeah. in because it's it's Joe Montana there's nothing
1: it's America it's free yeah. country <laughs>
0: it's a free country I can fucking come in here piece of shit <laughs> and she fires a gun into the air and takes a seat um and it turns out to be a school law class held yeah. by the Christian Stewart yeah by
1: Christian yeah. Stewarts. Yeah, Lily uh,
0: Gladstone's kind of into her. She's kind like of into everyone. It. Am I right? Yeah, fuck Please yeah! Please keep liking my reviews, Kristen Stewart fan base. <laughs>
2: Did you tell me how you ended up in this class? Just saw people going in. I make a fool of myself. No, it's interesting. I never knew a student had any rights. You're gonna come back. When's it next? Thursday. Every Tuesday and Thursday for nine weeks. I'm not signed up or anything. They're not going to check.
1: Kristen Stewart's character uh, knows nothing about school law and she's staying one step ahead of the students as she uh, delivers her her lessons from flashcards. And uh, Lily Gladstone, who's exuding a rare Brendan Fraser quality. (laughs)
0: That is a um, fantastic it, it, interestingly interesting pull.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't get it out of my mind immediately. Um and it's hypnotic, but she oh, uh, yeah, she is getting quite smitten and yes. uh, they have they have some some meals in the diner. They do. Uh, and Kristen Stewart explains that she lives a 4-hour drive away. Yeah. And she has to brave the black ice and yeah. the hairpin turns and um there's a pit stop halfway down the road which is you know really Yeah. Ferrari are just so ineffective. It's
0: just not it's just, it's not what anyone needs. No, exactly. It's the worst lifestyle I've ever heard. It makes me genuinely anxious.
1: <laughs> and it is horrible.
2: See, I'm a lawyer with a wonderful job, driving all the way to Belfry every 15 minutes until I lose my mind. It's 10 o'clock. I'm not going to be home until 2 o'clock. There's roaming towers in the road. Black ice just outside of Edgar. If I get through that, there's a roadblock just outside of Livingston. Then I get to sleep for five hours, take a shower, go to work at eight, do a bunch of crap nobody else wants to do, and learn some more school law tomorrow night, leave work early the next day, and drive all the way back here with my eyes twitching.
0: The class is mostly attended by old bad people, also known as teachers. Um...
2: (laughs) The same with a criminal defendant being entitled to due process before being locked up. A student is entitled to the same before you can expel them. Can a student be expelled and then not let back in? Can a
0: student say anything he wants to me and just get away? And here's why this thing is very important for the well-being of students. Hey, can a student just say anything he wants to me and just get the fuck away with it? Yeah. Also, how hard can I hit the kids? Yeah. Legally. Legally. I said legally, so, you know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get me. This is Uh. (laughs) entrapment. You gotta tell me if you're a cop. (laughs)
0: I'm a teacher, that's... Not great. I I'm,
1: mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. See what I see. What I've done here.
0: They go to the diner together. She gets three bites out of the best looking burger meal I've ever seen on film, and yeah. one bite out of some really good looking ice cream, and then leaves. It's the most heartbreaking part of the film.
1: She's a monster.
0: <laughs> I cry, and the next day, Lily Gladstone does more horse stuff. You know yeah. all the stuff you've got to do. She drives a tractor around whilst a small dog chases after it.
1: <laughs> all the horse stuff. Yeah. all all the whole stuff whilst the men are busy sleeping against a urinal wall.
0: (laughs) What's wrong with them? Why are they still there? What are those noises?
1: So tired. I'm a man in his 30s. (laughs) So
0: here's more law about how students are kept safe from exploitation. I want a parking space!
2: (laughs) That was the Tinker versus Des Moines case. Is there a law that says teachers pay has to keep up with cost of living increases? I'm not a labor organizer, but you should you should take that to your union. Can teachers get reserved parking spaces for faculty only included in their
1: Why is my coffee cold by the time I get to class? (laughs) Tell me, lawyer woman. (laughs) Where do babies come from?
0: They go to the diner again and she has a much more reasonable bowl of soup. And, um, (laughs) they have a discussion about childhood injuries. Okay, you're doing okay, Lily Gladstone, but you're going to need to step up your game. So, power move. Next week she brings a fucking horse to class. Fuck yeah, she does. Ah, yeah. They have a saucy horseback ride to the diner um, where she's stepped up to a toasty. Okay.
1: Saucy move.
0: <laughs> that clearly demonstrates she's interested.
1: She, so she she thinks she's in here. Yeah. And so do we. Yeah,
0: quite reasonably yeah. so. Horse, toasty, I think she's in. <laughs> so the, unfortunately, the next time it turns out Stuart quit because of course she fucking did. It's awful. Yeah. The situation made me want to kill myself.
1: Because she could get any job back at home and she did that anyway.
0: She, <laughs> she did that. She did that much easier thing to do. Yeah.
1: She, she she was waiting. Uh, she was just waiting to ensnare some sort of lady, person, anyone really. And as soon as she did that, she oh thought, God. "Okay, I can. I, I've made my mark. They will remember me for the rest of their lives in a sort of in, in, in <laughs> a horrible heartbreak sort of way." Yeah. my work is done. I oh, should just move nymph like through their lives. Uh <laughs> oh, I tell you what, though, her replacement
0: starts what sounds to be a very good lecture. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently,
2: Miss Travis found the drive from Livingston too arduous so I'll take over the class for the rest of the term. I practice law here in town, and as
1: some of you know, and the rest of you, you would find out soon enough, I am recently divorced.
0: I want to hear the rest of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it also starts with, okay, well, we all know Kristen Stewart is a bitch, so uh, I'm divorced.
0: (laughs) I guess that that trip was just a bit too much for her. (laughs) I really miss my wife a lot, though. (laughs) Help me, someone. Why does my school not fucking let me park on the kids? (laughs) I
1: don't know, Duncan.
0: (laughs) Jesus, Duncan. (laughs) So she drives from the cold mountain town where she lives to the cold mountain town where Stuart lives. Yeah. And she drives around all night looking for her. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh Uh-oh, she's going a bit Jared Harris. It's um. (laughs) She briefly bumps into Dern, though. Crossover. Whoa. Whoa, there's Thanos in the background. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) She yeah. does eventually find Stuart, and she may have wanted to spend a bit more time planning what she was going to say, yeah. because you, you have the hump now to get over of, um, I clearly drove all night and wandered all over town to find you. Yeah. You know, that hump.
1: It's not weird. It's a tricky one to...
0: It's not weird, it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> and at that stage, I suggest we leave the plot synopsis. Sure. Uh, we do The movie does check in with all three women again to mm. cap off their stories, so watch the movie! Yeah. Each one has a crazy twist. Which one was an alien the whole time? One yeah, one was. I don't know. F- find out. Watch it. It will surprise you when you find out that it was Michelle Williams. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, uh-uh. I get it now. That was it. Uh, yeah, Paul. What did you think of certain women, if you know what I mean?
1: Oh, I'll tell you what I think about certain women on the Patreon, Paul. But but we'll we'll <laughs> save that vendetta for another time. So, <laughs> Paul and Paul's hateful hour, <laughs> <laughs> most popular yeah. show on on the Patreon. <laughs> So uh leading up to this watching this movie mm. I then remember who Kelly Reichardt is. Oh, okay. Uh director of First Cow? Yes. Uh a film you loved last year. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And Top 10. I I don't think I told you but I wasn't I wasn't <gasps> that impressed. Yeah. Some, oh, something shit. about the, the, the style is, uh, that left me feeling a bit cold. I just couldn't get very engaged in the in the characters. I know. And I I'm really sorry to say this oh, has a no! similar similar feel. Well, this I, is I, a
0: big upset.
1: I I was very worried that I, I was I was going to upset you and uh <laughs> that you, you, you don't you don't don't have to don't don't please don't cry. Please I can't. I will I
0: put this knife down if you explain yourself extraordinarily okay. quickly.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> okay panicked is probably the best way to go through this so um i i will say as the film went on i i had, mm. i really really loved the third story Li- oh, yeah. lily gladstone C- Kristen stewart mm. um everything the way the way it is resolved uh mm. and the way all the three or the all the main characters sort of finish their stories at the end i, yeah. I was really on board so, mm. I just so there's a couple of things. There's something about Kelly Reichardt's style that leaves me feeling quite anxious. Um, there's something mm. about the awkward pauses and the the yeah. awkward situations and the 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 inclusion of sort of say when Michelle Williams and um, Button Gutman are let into the yeah. house of uh, this old guy and they have the mm. awkward like ten, fifteen, twenty seconds of coming in and going hmm, hi, hello and going down to the sofa. It's yeah. moments like that, like, it put me on a weird sort of edge. Uh, whether I've been conditioned by other by other movies to expect something really <laughs> cringy, I don't know. But it just it mm. just has that effect on me. Interesting. There was there was also just Laura Dern's story and Michelle Williams i Williams mm. story. Other than Jared Harris not listening to her and um yeah. and then f- just taking the male lawyer's word. Like mm. straight away, I was, I didn't get any strong sense of what it was trying trying to do, and I, at the same mm. time, of the hostage situation feeling quite exaggerated, there were a lot of moments that were just too underplayed for me. Um, huh. I, I think perhaps this is a kind of realism in in cinema that I, in the same way as literature, I've kind of steered clear of because it doesn't it, it doesn't appeal in the same way Mm. that kitchen kitchen sink dramas often don't i just found it really hard to remain invested um when i just wasn't given very much from like with laura dern and michelle williams their final moments in the movie there was so much more about their characters and i cared so much more about them in the end in the end um Mm. and i just didn't get that from the first two stories um such a shame yeah i know um so mm. i'm i'm like the similar sort of score as the audience but trying to like uh what's the word like contemplate it and and mm. articulate it in the way that a critic might um because the other the only other critic of note that i saw that didn't really like this was rex reed writing for the observer but he was so like <laughs> just so abrasive about it uh, i just thought i needed to try and not do that because <laughs> it's not very helpful right um sure. but then yeah the third story it creates so much like I, so much mystery about kristen stewart's character coming in and out and there's this is one type paul uh, i thought you were going to get it from your seat <laughs> paul's gone he's gone for a <laughs> walk um i'm
0: just trying to get something i can take notes with all oh, right okay
1: but yeah the, the the third piece i loved lily gladstone um kristen stewart's character keeps you know she comes into class and she's at one point, she's more ups- like clearly upset about something, and I'm really curious, and I, and I just care, and I and I want this to to work. Uh, it also, I felt had landscape as a character way more than the the other the other two. Whereas as a character in its own right, the night is vicious and unfriendly, and the open country is just only barely controlled by human hands. And these are just two people trying to get through it. Yeah, I. If oh, I'd if I'd have, t- if I'd have uh, told you about my feelings for first cow beforehand. Would you have still recommended this?
0: I'm not sure, potentially not. Um I think so, because I, I really love this. Mm. Um so yes, I saw First Cow and really loved First Cow and that led me to see a bunch more of her films. Yeah, I saw Meets Cutoff and Wendy and mm. Lucy and this and yeah, I thought this was um I, I don't know, I just really loved this Yeah. in a way that really spoke to me. I, I love the pacing of it. I love a slow movie. It draws me in. Mm. It makes me invest in the world. And I found that this movie portrayed a very interesting world. And I, I really liked the way in which it explored sort of modern anxieties. And mm. specifically, I felt that all three of them, you mentioned you weren't sure what you were supposed to be getting out of the first one, but I felt that all of them were drawing on the impossibility of effective communication. Okay. between these characters all of them were trying to establish some kind of real relationship with someone with something or were resisting it
1: you yeah, know okay. there was
0: the possibility there for dern to have a meaningful connection with um Jared's ca- uh, jared harris's character yeah but you know for wh- uh, for whatever reason she was resistant to do so she didn't feel that it ought to be her place and that she You know, she had her own kind of life that was apart from that, which was dysfunctional, as demonstrated by her, you know, poor relationship with, you know, Gut yeah, or whatever it was. But nevertheless was her own, and yet she felt like she was being pressured into this kind of disastrous carer mm. relationship with yeah, her right. client. Yeah, as for the first two acts being cold, for me, it's all about just the tiny, the tiny kind of ways in which Laura Dern and Michelle Williams express mm. themselves. Um, In many ways, in an environment that has discouraged them from doing so. Yeah. Um, okay. With Laura Dern, every time there's just a little bit of aggression, uh, you know, put her way, a little put mm. down, a little way in which she is undermined. You totally see her clock that, acknowledge it, and then decide to mm. move on. Yeah. And... It's a really pained and very contained kind of performance that she gives. And with Michelle Williams, just the the lived in nature of that relationship that she has with her family, Mm. I found really compelling the way that she you know has this you know this this husband who's a scumbag who yeah. is just trying to quietly get on with his life but also is has one foot out of the door kind of yeah you know trying to or at the very least maybe not even that he's just finding gratification in simple places in a mm. you know in an affair that he's having in town and you know the daughter just wants to live her own life and doesn't really yeah. want to be she's at that stage now she doesn't really want to be part of this family yeah and you can see how that's sort of impacting on williams who although has achieved a certain amount of success and is running her own business is still just completely undermined in every single scene that she's in yeah completely sort of disregarded and yet is taking a quiet pride in the work that she is able to do as demonstrated by the final sequence with her so i really love that i love um Yeah, I I love the fact that it's underplayed. It just feels more realistic and it didn't Mm. feel kitchen sink because with kitchen sink, there's the implication of melodrama, of artificial stakes and, you know, a realism that is driven by, I don't know, kind of like tabloid style, you know, this is how the underclass live kind of thing. With this, it just felt really authentic. I really did feel like I got to experience these three people's lives for a little period. And that's what I love most in cinema. And I love it when it just pulls me into a world of its own for a while. Yeah. And finally, on landscape, uh, with the first two, yes, I agree. The first story did make ex- astonishing use of landscape and the sort of the, the plains that she's mm. living on um, as a reflection of her just sheer overwhelming loneliness and, um, you know, lack of uh, opportunity, I guess, while mm. she's out there, you know. But I did also really love Dern. Dern lives her life in a series of cramped, improvised-looking op- offices mm. that remind me of, like, improvised put-tos in various work yeah. sites. She's constantly, like, crowded into these spaces um, and framed in doorways and, you know, amongst office furniture and such. And she's just, even though she's out in this extraordinary place, she's just living indoors. Mm. Um, and, and I really felt that. That was a really good way of matching her environment to her sort of, internal psychology mm. and with williams i really like the way in which she was essentially kind of exploiting this landscape yeah she was drawing from it without that much regard for what mm. it's what the history of it is and what it's there for and in picking up the lines the, the limestone sandstone was it um yeah. from renee aubergine character he she's essentially just inheriting his potential but where mm. has, he has wasted it and allowed it not to be used, she has now tried to gain control of that same potential that was available to him mm. and is hopeful about making something from it. Mm. Whether or not she does is a different matter, but she believes that with this landscape, this old-fashioned landscape that doesn't necessarily want her, mm. as demonstrated by everybody's disregard for her, she has the optimism that she might be able to craft something from it yeah. and make her own home in it. And I thought that was really
1: cool. Yeah, so... Mm so obviously this film sort of leaves this, this film does give you a lot in a lot of small moments and mm. it, it's, it's not like I don't appreciate slow movies or, mm. uh, you know, very subtle or underplayed ones. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: I guess there's just something about Kelly Reichardt's specific directing style, like directorial style that, yeah, it does just leave me feeling a little cold. Cause I did have this, I had a similar thing with first cow, um, like I, I, think sometimes in 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 the slowness and the occasional line, I had the same. I get similar feelings to lesser Sophia Couplers, where I'm I'm thinking, oh God, I'd my my brain isn't actually engage, engaging here, and I know this there's there's a point to this, but it doesn't it it doesn't light any fires, and I some of the lines just felt. Despite like the the realism, and the the push for for uh, very naturalistic characters, just just occasional lines felt very rightly, very or author- or is "authorial" the right word? I haven't used it in so long, I forget. Um, but it remind just reminded me that yeah, I was watching a film. the The one that comes to mind is the Laura Dern saying to. The cop is putting the bulletproof vest over her. Um, he, she remembers him. He was uh, writing a report on something, something. And the defendant told me to consume feces.
2: I remember you. You, um, you wrote a report for a child custody case of mine. The defendant instructed me to
1: consume feces. And the defendant told me to consume feces just struck me as... It was just such a jarring moment for me. And and I I guess I I I guess it's just yeah a a combination of the 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 pacing and a certain mood that her movies evince that just don't allow me to engage in the way that I need to to get like to make those same interpretations as you and to get like for my mind to engage and start actively putting all of this together thematically and it is a shame because I can I can see. I can see the appeal, and I, and I, it's not like I was watching this and thinking, my God, I'm going crazy, why does everybody love this? It's quite clear why. It's just, on an emotional level, it just, I wish it all had the same heft as the, third story for me or at least i i guess it has they all had the same heft it was more in the mood of the third piece because that's really what stuck with me and i could have see i could have watched the entire movie about that and i'd probably be raving about it
0: yeah as for the uh, f- with regards to the written dialogue it's not something i picked up on i think the fact that that line was jarring is the reason she picked up on it because it's a line that the police the policeman included in a report, a report that that character has written yeah. and therefore, you know, came across as a very formal thing to have written, a, a colloquial thing written up very formally, which then yeah. was the source of the humor that made her remember that. And I found that as quite a nice moment. She, mm. you know, was able to have a bit of a connection with this guy at a moment mm. when she was absolutely terrified and yeah. trying to contain herself.
1: I saw that as just a sorry. Um. Well, uh, no, you go. We- well, I, I, I saw that as her not wanting to say eat shit. And just so the, the the politeness of it.
0: No, uh, I, no, I don't think so. I think he mm-hmm. wanted to not say eat shit. He didn't want to say eat shit in a police report. And so he put consumed feces. And so that's what's stuck in her mind. Uh-huh. And So she's now recounting to him his words, which well, were, you know, amusing.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. But either way, it's still, it is to me, it it gives me a sense of this not being real. And weirdly for a film that's, that strives for realism, I had this moment and many other moments that felt like, for me, a daytime television sense of realness to some of this, wow. where like it didn't feel it, it didn't actually feel real. It it huh. it, it actually felt like it was quite one dimensional at times. Whoa! Yeah, um, can't relate to that. It, at all. It, it didn't like the the world didn't feel populated. It felt like separate scenes and people who are gathered in these in these groups for these scenes. But I just didn't get a sense of the rest of the world happening. Or the rest, of, like the town happening around them, yeah.
0: No, I, I, I can't relate to that. I just yeah. can't see that. I don't even know how to argue against it because that's, it's just not the film I saw. Yeah, that's all right. You no, know, I, I can't, I can't even express yeah. the recounter to that because it's like saying that blue wall is red. Yeah, I can't argue it being red. You know, it's, it's. Yeah, I, I can't see that one. But in terms of earlier points that I could see, um, yeah. Um, in terms of like the warmth of the thing. Mm-hmm. I did feel that this was a film about very guarded people. Mm. And that's something that I feel I can relate to. I've known a lot of people who sort of have these great sort of expressive thoughts and opinions and keep it contained and sort of hide it behind Mm. frosty, you know, barely polite exteriors. And I felt a lot of that coming through the characters of this film. Um, Yeah. And in terms of the mood of the whole thing, I did find it absorbing because I found that it just moved along with a kind of quiet melancholy that I found very relatable, you know, a kind of dissatisfaction amongst the characters that Hmm. I did find very compelling. I found it very understandable that these people are in this situation, that they're feeling this way, and a sadness there, but also a kind of acceptance. And by portraying it as earnestly as possible, I felt that I could get into that headspace with the characters, and when Hmm. they saw sort of quiet moments of warmth, of empathy, of hope... It then really resonated with me far more so than a movie that would have been filled with such moments, yeah you know right. the spa- the sparsity of them sort of drives up the value of them interesting
1: yeah i, I would say guarded people can still be done warmly it's 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 not mm. that the two aren't like mutually exclusive um and I was thinking of a recent movie nomadland had mm. you know it's still melancholy and 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 a lot of sadness and in some cases acceptance, and that really. Mm that really spoke to me and that really yeah. affected me uh you know and so yes yeah, it's, it's not the guarded people specifically it's that that makes me feel cold because that can be done in a way that really resonates i think so-
0: nomadland was a lot more sentimental i really like mm. nomadland as well but yeah. you did have these sort of swelling music you know yeah. ludovico in score and yeah true. you know the mountains and the search and it did have you know the inspirational kind of moments of you know the lady with cancer finds the bat cave, you know and, yeah. and such and so true yeah it had more accessible uh, moments yeah. to it I think Rykard's going for something a lot more underplayed and yeah. I, again I would say authentic because it did yeah. it did feel real
1: yeah well yeah. look I've still got lots of good things
0: yeah. Well, we'll get to them then. Let's let's go over this. This is going to be an interesting segment now. <laughs> but um, one of the things we're trying to do with these Great Things episodes is compare them to films. Compare the films that we're covering uh, to films that have already been accepted into the canon of classic cinema. Mm. Uh, an Endeavor, I'm not entirely convinced is worthwhile anyway as part of this Endeavor because... You know, surely a part of a classic film is its originality. So it's a yeah. little counterintuitive to establish that something is great by comparing it to something that is already great.
1: Yeah, it's an in- it's an interesting like counterpoint, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have it, a benchmark. Yeah, it's good for me to be made aware of more uh, mm. more, more movies. Absolutely, so... Well, going on with, like, similarities, I'd say when we looked at Tokyo Story and Still Walking, there was way more, uh, comparatively speaking, between the two movies.
0: Yes, so (laughs) in terms of what to pick, I wanted a 20th century female-directed drama film that captured the day-to-day life and struggles of modern women yeah. that preferably would have the same kind of recognition as Tokyo Story. Mm. Because that is important. You know, there were other things we could have picked instead of Tokyo Story to compare to Coriada. To mm. But I, we want to be considering these films in the context of the titans of cinema, films that have been widely viewed by, you know, cineasts at the very least mm. and accepted as great. Yeah. You know, not more hidden gems. Otherwise, it's yeah. just another argument on top of this one. Yeah. I considered getting us to cover Jean d'Omane, Vantois, Quai du Commerce, 1420, Bruxelles. Okay. Uh, but it's three hours long. Okay. So that wasn't going to work. <laughs> we were I busy also boys this of, week. We were busy boys this week. I also thought about Jane Campion's early stuff. That might ah, yeah. be more applicable to certain women. Mm. Although the piano and first cow would be a very good pairing. Mm. Uh, but in terms of big female directors of the 20th century, I'm not sure any name is quite so momentous as Vada. Hmm. And in any case, I couldn't resist the opportunity to get you to watch some French New Wave. So we have Cleo five to seven. Yeah. There are better parallels between Reichardt and Varda mm. than that. Vagabond and Wendy and Lucy mm. compare quite well thematically. Yeah. But I did. I definitely wanted to do certain women, and Cleo Nine to Seven felt more appropriate for that. And so here mm. we
1: are.
0: So yeah, what did you make of Cleo Five to Seven?
1: Well, weirdly, I would draw. Speaking of Coppola, I would draw mm. parallels with that and Lost in Translation a little as well. Mm. Um, okay. If 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 only because of you know female director like center, in part at least on the female character and the intimacy there. Uh, if not necessarily like a lot, everything else that Lost in Translation gets mm. across, and, and similarly, Cleo Five to Seven. But mm. uh, yeah, it what struck me was the uh, singular directorial style, uh, mm. the the wit of the dialogue, the mm. the sense of Frenchness, which I am susceptible to. It's 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 that's appe- that's appealing in its own right. <laughs> mm. I would say yeah, um, I think so. But I thought it was very very dry and ironic and cutting. Mm. Uh, this this sort of Idea of the like two facedness of, of, of people, um, mm. <laughs> with their yeah. in, inner thoughts and then acting on something different, and the sort of laissez faire approach to life that, yeah, f- uh, the French, at least in in fiction and in a sort of like popular, uh, like common thought, have yeah, it all created quite a lovely mood. Um, yeah, it was at odds from a modern perspective of just how easily they could laugh off like the attention of horrible men. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's a whole sort of field of the school of thought as well as, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just harmless fun and let's all, let's all laugh it off. Um, mm. It's just how we've got to some extent. Of, yeah, it's just, what well, Condi- well, societal conditioning. Well, well yeah, yeah. This, this, this is what I mean. This is, this is, this is not me saying that. This is, um, sure. I'm just echoing what somebody, what mm. society at large might think Mm. yeah and yeah it was just genuinely an arresting and interesting movie and the more time we spent because it does get very
0: Mm. you know
1: you 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 get to know this character uh quite intimately as she's waiting for test Mm. results and um actually the speaking of silences Mm. uh the silences in this were also discomforting it reminded me a bit of the the finale to the graduate where yeah. they're you know, they're they they're on the bus on the way.
0: Uh yeah. It's like an anti graduate.
1: although, yeah, there were there are a few moments where she's driving with her friend, the one who's posing uh the the sculpture class. Um they oh, have yeah. a conversation and they're all yeah. getting on really well and it ends with her saying to Cleo, Oh, you're so spoiled and as kind of a joke. And then there's just a mm. silence as they drive for about two minutes. And yeah. and I'm watching their faces thinking, Oh God, did the, the conversation ended on that moment and Are they just chewing over that those words and is she just eating herself up thinking about this and um, yeah and they had you know this this wonderful moment near the end where we meet Antoine Mm. who um, who Mm. starts off I think as a villain because he's (laughs) he's just uh, just a man who approaches her unbearable yeah and and very quickly becomes the most charming fucking man I've ever met
0: I can't think of that many ways in which a man could approach a woman in a thing that wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just male attention I find generally quite... uh, Yeah. Yeah, awkward. And he leans leans right in
1: and he gets up close (laughs) and he's like, oh, there's no one else here. And you think, oh, fuck me. Just leave her alone. But then (laughs) they manage to, they find some sort of like, spark between them. And it, and it was really... Be- yeah. I found it really believable. But then they're on the bus and they have a, a minute of silence or so where they're just riding it. And this...
0: Yeah.
1: And, I, and again, I'm panicking watching their faces for, for mm. someone to have a change of heart or... Yeah. Yeah. It, it did really interesting things playing with my expectations yeah. there. Um,
0: Absolutely. Mm. I think mean, the two movies are very different in terms of setting, pacing, atmosphere and style. Yeah. But... They are both movies about the ways in which society treats women mm. and how they end up internalizing that. Cleo, it's all about her being commodified by those sort of magi- yeah. uh, musicians in her life and, you know, as an artist and also objectified by a society that only really values her in terms of her worth as a singer and her beauty. Mm. Whilst in Certain Women, is, it's just about women being ignored, kind of physically and practically ignored, even within the frame. Uh, Cleo gets ignored. But it's kind of an act of ignoring, like, shut up and be the thing I want you to be. Yeah. Whereas there's an indifference in the cer- in certain women that the women face. Um, and it seems less fulfilling because this isn't a society that wants you to just be a glamorous clothes horse. It wants you to just kind of not exist or yeah. be a mother. Yeah. Uh, but no one really gives a shit about what she is or, you know, yeah. what she wants. And, you know, Michelle Williams owns a business but is never portrayed as receiving any respect and just ends up handing out burgers in the end. Mm um and also cleo and the certain women are lonely cleo's surrounded by people she's got this maid who's really attentive and yeah. and yet still thinks kind of shitty things about her yeah. we're let to see and still kind of undermines her yeah as you know being silly or not you know really with it and she has a lover who's barely there and although cleo is concerned principally with mortality mm. um whilst it's connection human connection that bothers the three certain women mm. um none of them can really none of them can connect to a people around them and cleo struggles to as well hmm. until she meets antoine um is it antoine
1: oh anton okay. anton yeah
0: um yeah. yeah i'd like to think that if any one of the certain women received that possible cancer diagnosis that drives yeah. cleo because that's what the movie's about it's about a yeah a high a kind of high society woman a, a singer who is possibly going to receive a, a cancer diagnosis in two hours yeah and it's about what she does in almost in real time in yeah. the build-up to that diagnosis being delivered yeah I'd like to think if any of the certain women were in the same situation, they might react the same way and realize the same things about their lives, but they don't because these are women without revelation. Mm. You know, they're just quietly and sadly living their lives. Yeah. And I like the way that Reichart and uh, Vada both craft their environments to suit the story they're telling. Yeah. Uh, v- uh, Vada, she keeps putting mirrors in um, the position of Cleo, so that she can sort of see them and uh, admire herself in them. Yeah, you know, because she's internalized the belief. She has that line in there. You know, so long as I'm beauty, beautiful, I'm more alive than anyone else. Yeah, you know, a great way of thinking because I'm special. Deaf doesn't affect me the same way. Yeah, and so she's constantly looking in mirrors and such and adjusting herself. Yeah, and you know. Basically, assessing her worth based on how attractive she is. Mm. And then a mirror breaks halfway through the movie. Yeah. Her friend gets it out of her purse. And then that's the last mirror we see. And so that kind of represents her breaking away from. And it's important that it happens while she's having that conversation you yeah, mentioned right. with her friend, mm. you know, who's presenting her with a much more attractive portrayal of how she might live her life without regard to what other people think of her. Yeah. Because they have that interaction where she's modeling nude, the friend. And mm. she's like, what? How can you stand it? Can't you you know, aren't you worried about people finding imperfections? And she's just like, well, my body isn't me. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah, which is really quite great. A revelation to her. Yeah, absolutely. And Rijkaard, meanwhile, is framing everybody in door frames, sectioning them off, cutting them off from the landscape and sort of putting them in little boxes. Mm. So, yeah, Vada's camera is adventurous. It's exciting. It cuts weirdly and it positions itself in odd places and moves around and, you know, does that sort of thing. Whereas Rijkaard's, I found... Is more emphasised in compassion,
1: mm, you know. Okay. But
0: right, I always found that Rycart's style was bold too. In the but in a different way, because it takes bravery to show as many sequences of Lily Gladstone just tending to her beautiful horses, all on her own and just letting them play out. Yeah, you know. In some ways, it's a big bravery to risk being seen as boring. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and Vadar uh, is at least uh, Vadar is at least in this stage of her career adventurous, mm. whilst reichardt i found is masterly and very controlled mm. um and it might be worth pointing out that um vada was uh 20 years younger than reichardt when she made this ah, right. Okay. um which i think might have a impact on the styles there so i think the comparison is flattering both ways mm. um it helped me to see the boldness of reichardt's work because the lack of explanatory dialogue and internal monologue both of mm. which we get quite a bit in um clear five to seven uh is and it's illuminating it's not contrived or expositional it's you know, fascinating to see into these characters. But the absence in certain women for me is beguiling. You know, Mm. and both told stories of sadness and yearning. Yeah. um, Told in very particular and specific styles. But both articulating a similar thing, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You make a good point. Re-parallels.
0: Re-parallels. Re-justifying this endeavor. I also (laughs) thought about Daughters of the Dust, but I thought Daughters of the Dust, although landscape elite yeah. similar uh, there's too much happening in Daughters of the Dust it's about <laughs> journey and such so. I, I, I thought you were going to say too <laughs> you know. much
1: happiness in Daughters of the Dust and because...
0: <laughs> there's also happiness yeah as well so Jesus, no. I don't know you fucking do it <laughs>
1: you pick one I did I did for next time so we'll see how that goes we'll see how that fucking goes yeah. son dickhead I'm going to remember this <laughs> <laughs> oh shit alright let's get to quick firing cool quick firing
0: all right, this is a brilliant sort of feminist text, so I'm going to talk about the men I liked. Yep. <laughs> Let me just group them together. Jared Harris is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Just devastating throughout.
2: Man, you wouldn't believe how, how good male feels.
0: <laughs> I just
2: didn't know what to say. That's the thing. is You don't have to say anything special. <laughs> you could talk about anything. <laughs> talk about the weather. Talk about your day. Just so you put it in an envelope and
0: put it in the mail. Big man is the best. Yeah. Love that guy. The security guard. Yeah. So, uh, does that make him a
2: prince?
0: Uh, sort of.
2: If 14 people die, I'll be king.
0: Wow. How likely is that? Not
1: very. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah. And... Butt guy, uh, Gut Buttman, is great at looking clueless and put upon. He's yeah. just got a great sort of "huh" kind of face yeah. that I really fucking loved. God bless that terrible man.
1: Which plays into him, you know he he tries to end his relationship with Laura Dern over voicemail, but she picks oh, up. Oh shit! And, he's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, his his talk in the second sequence about oh, uh, yeah. cutting Michelle Williams some oh, yeah. slack and the daughters daughter's Not pretty wanting to. pretty pissed off about having another yeah. weekend taken away from her and um he says you know she does a yeah. lot for us and there's a pause and he's, he's like reversing out of this camping camping ground yeah
2: because she works really hard she does a lot for us because neither of us would do very well without her
1: and it's 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 yeah. it's, it's sweet and sad uh, yeah. out, like out of context in the context of him and what he does it's very Icky and and still still sad, <laughs> still very sad. Yeah. I also
0: really liked his shitty kind of hey, you know, you might get a kick out of this, and then proceeds to offer the lamest reason why she might get a kick out of this. Yeah, that you've ever heard in your fucking life. Yeah, and then, this and then pile of rocks.
1: Yeah, and then <laughs> she, as she starts to protest, he just slams the door and walks away, <laughs> and the, the scene just cuts her off. Yeah, um yeah, Jared Harris. There's there's one particular moat well, mm. uh, two actually. He's preoccupied with the door in the first his first scene mm. where he keeps like pushing it and it keeps like rocking back towards him. And he's oh, yeah. a, he's a doorman. He, he makes doors. I yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. Cause he then gets a planer out and starts like fixing the door. Yeah. But he, but he keeps like pushing it as Laura mm. Dern's talking to him. And then he yeah, cuts her off to, be like, who who made this door? Yeah. But then later after the, after the lawyer tells him no. And he says, okay, fine. Uh, mm-hmm. And then his wife kicks him out of his, like kicks him out of the car. Mm. He gets into the car with Laura Dern, forcing her to break off the call with Jared Harris uh, no, with uh, Burton Gutman, and he just sits there, and he's got this—he's just impotent rage yeah. in this car, and he's just—he's furious, and his eyes yeah. are red and watering. But there's nothing he can do, and he he just—just just such a great performance in yeah, that moment. It really
0: was. Um, I'm yeah. gonna save my things pertaining to the three titular women until the end, uh, but to counter out okay. the men, let me do my Chris and my Kristen Stewart moments now. I love her okay. whole attitude in the film it's very it's kind of typical of her sort of indie movie presence and really the big Mm -hmm. movies as well but yeah i really enjoyed her sort of energy throughout the thing uh, which includes her coming in and writing her names on the board her name on the board at the front of the class on her mm. first day. Just in the tiniest, least imposing letters you've ever seen in your fucking life. <laughs> just really tiny letters puts her names on yeah. name on this board. And I love the classroom sequences too. I loved her just being resoundly ignored by these self interested professionals that she finds herself yeah. overwhelmed by. Um, I enjoy her look. I enjoy the sort of jeans, white shirt and sweater vest look that she adopts in her second mm-hmm. visit to the school. And during that painful final encounter yeah. she has a great line of um, when she first sees her in an effort to try and defuse some of the tension. she just says thought i was
2: in the wrong place you know mm.
0: a cute little joke yeah. that uh yeah yeah maybe she already anticipates how weird this is gonna get or maybe she just yeah. has no fucking clue what the hell's going on <laughs> but she tries to do that line to try and put things yeah. in control again i think
1: I, I i did really like kristen stewart um mm. her even just her opening monologue when she's talking about student law just mm. very, very natural, very mm. uh, charming. Um, even yeah. when she's like regurgitating something from a textbook, yeah. she just had this effortlessness to it that I loved. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the way she held herself was great. Uh, mm. When when they're in the diner, she had this habit of wiping her lips with a serviette wrapped like still wrapped around cutlery, mm. and she she dab yes. at her lips with the whole thing, not just yeah. not. Dying to remove it at all, and then just yeah. place the place it back down, and then carry on with the meal, <laughs> which is such a weird thing to do. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it's a it's a t- it's a once very prim, but also very impractical. Yeah. So I did that I did good. like that
0: a little idiosyncrasy there. Yeah. I I do like the tent setup that they've got going on. I joked about it, you know, not being as impressive <laughs> yeah. as the Portaloop, but I thought it was actually a really good setup. Yeah. It, nice. You could see the shower they had yeah. built away from the main tent. It yeah. seemed
1: kind of cool. Bookshelves and all that. Yeah, bookshelves. It's Loads clear. Of shit I mean,
0: if you're building a house, I mean, you're gonna spend like a year in that thing, right? So <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta make it good.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Have uh. you have you two favorite books? <laughs> Moby Dick oh. and uh, Moby Dick Two.
0: I mean, that'd probably keep me going for uh, two <laughs> yeah. books. That'd probably yet, keep me going.
1: Yeah, to finish, <laughs> it's one of those books I'm yet to finish. <laughs> Taking me 34 years, man and boy.
0: Oh, I did read Moby Dick. Ha ha. Fuck. Read a Fuck thing you, you
1: haven't for once. You read Don Quixote as well. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm 200 pages into that, and I stopped no. reading it about three years ago. Ah, oh,
0: it's so good.
1: Actually, I read the rip-off, uh,
0: Don Quixote. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a kid's book. Uh, but I read it.
1: It's an oat. It...
0: I've read Don Quixote, so <laughs> no one can say otherwise.
1: <laughs> not, Oti, not, Oti, Donkey. Not at least orally, anyway. When Michelle Williams asks arnold the old guy for the sandstone and he like and he ignores her he sort of mm. talks around the issue yeah yes. um but they, like but he asks a couple of questions i can't remember what they are but it's about like things pertaining to the family or whatever and yeah yeah and and then he comes back around to saying oh, i suppose i can give you the sandstone and it kind yeah. of felt like it was necessary conversation for him to like to think things through and then yeah, he was, was like always coming time. back around to it but at his own yeah. pace um so yeah, that was that was a really interesting moment. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and the phrasing of it was really interesting because he eventually comes around and just says, um, "Anyway, I'll, I'll give you the sandstone," as if this is like his yeah. offer that he's making to them. It was yeah, yeah, it was good. I really liked his character, and I liked his house. <laughs> his house it was very, <laughs> it felt very carefully designed because it was a very uh, okay. old person's kind of house. And at various points, we see that he's running a fan and a fireplace at the same time and in his bedroom he's got a humidifier going so this is a guy who likes to control his environment very particularly yeah. sometimes in nonsensical ways and then you cut straight from that humidifier to the sandstone being taken away and there's yeah. this great sense of disruption you know this yeah. is a, a violation of his space that's going yeah, on yeah right that is good oh yeah okay another thing that he says actually is when they're talking he's like you still
2: play guitar? I can play are we supposed to play somewhere? <laughs>
0: I don't think so Like just an old person trailed off moment. But I also like the insight that gives to his life that, you know, there was a point where people might come up and be like, Hey, we're supposed to be playing you know, over at this place. It's like get your fucking guitar, buddy. Yeah. It's like shit, yeah. And he grabs it and he
1: runs out. I'll just finish off this urine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Gotta change my shit (laughs) bag. He plays whilst he's changing the shit (laughs) bag. Um well okay, so there's this this moment that is more well, it's him and Michelle Williams. So um, okay. when they are taking away the sandstone and she looks up and sees mm. him and she raises a hand in cheery greeting. Oh, yeah. And he just fucking stares through the window. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah his, his son is being exhumed or something and, and carted yeah. away. They take, they're just yeah. robbing him of this li- of this part of his life. And yeah, uh, it's so tragic yeah. because the
0: stone the pile of stones he he mentions like oh we were going to take it out back and do something you know with it or build something mm. and he must have known at this stage that that just isn't going to fucking happen but now he's seeing that it's never going to happen you know yeah. it's being taken away and it's just it's a really haunting moment yeah horrible a very quiet sort of uh Reichardt moment um she has some really low-key kind of um mm. exciting cinematography going on yeah. Uh, and one such moment is when she's shooting Williams and uh, Gut Buttman through yeah. the passenger window as they're arguing about whether or not they should have done the right thing. And also Williams is kind of saying, you know, it could have been a bit more helpful back there. Yeah. And the reflection is there with the trees sort of going past and mm. over their faces. And I thought that was a really, I don't know, it was like they were sort of just moving through the landscape, completely mm. oblivious to it, whilst they were surrounded by all this natural beauty. And it was,
1: yeah, it was mm. quite a moment. That's cool. Yeah. Um, There's
0: a cute dog pool. A pretty cute dog. Very cute dog. That fucking dog. Every single time it shows up, it's a tiny rubbish dog. (laughs) It's got tiny little stumpy legs.
1: Yeah, like a corgi or a shibu or something. Yeah. Out in the plains. Chasing
0: after the the tractor,
1: yelping track the tractor he could be
0: heard in in long shots of the entire farm you can still hear him like yelping as yeah. he chases after the tractor
1: yeah he was, he was great or she was uh, great yeah it was a love, great dog. That, love that and dog.
0: there's a little a little moment where the dog is like it does a tiny little rubbish pounce on something yeah it just sees something and tries to pounce like a cat but because of its shitty little legs <laughs> it just jumps like I don't know half a centimetre into the air and then yeah. lands on whatever it was it's pretty great
1: someone just tossed a sausage
0: yeah <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of which, I uh, tell you what, that's a fucking great-looking burger meal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes,
1: it's Paul Sol's Burger Corner.
0: It's Paul Sol's Burger Corner. I will always comment on a burger when it presented <laughs> itself. That looked great. Big, chunky brown chips. and
1: The bread looked really good.
0: The bread was so weird. It wasn't like a sesame bun. It was like some sort of artisanal kind of home bread yeah. thing. And it had a big thing of salad on the side with big, f- <sighs> massive tomato slices. And yeah, she bit into that prick. And it looked like such a thick patty of beef it was ridiculous yeah. so yeah everything about that was the best.
1: She made the food look more delicious by the way she was eating it as yeah, well
0: yeah a bit right into the corner of it it was good food acting I was then disappointed because yeah. you rarely see people eat in film because it's a continuity nightmare and also because yeah. of the number of takes you have to do she probably did have yeah. to bite into that fuck- actually with Rycart maybe not maybe they nailed it in a few takes but still yeah. it was great it was very refreshing seeing seeing uh, Kristen Stewart just fucking take a bite out of a burger yeah (laughs) when the ice cream got served to her when she was only three bites into this burger i think i literally did say what the fuck
1: (laughs) what's wrong with you
0: no she cut it in half with a knife too and i do that with my burgers
1: ah nice now you've got two burgers i fucking never thought of it like that (laughs) and then everyone's gonna be walking past and be like look at this johnny two burgers over there (laughs) people with their one burger just being like (laughs) (laughs) oh why so sad now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> why god you prick yes the ranch <laughs> the ranch in the snow was beautiful just utterly yeah. gorgeous yeah and i loved being there
0: yes yeah i loved it too i loved seeing her work there's a scene where she's like nailing a fence up and you just see the wood like get closer mm. together and it's so satisfying there's mm. there's contentment to be found out there she's just incredibly lonely you know it doesn't mm. Like Nomadland, it doesn't condemn the lifestyles these women are living. It's just impossibility ah. of actual meaningful connection there that isolates yeah. them. The, yeah, and there is also a moment where she pushes open a barn door to reveal the epic landscape, and it's a proper, you know, searchers moment mm. of just the the contained inside versus the extreme outside. Yeah. What did the painters used to call that? The sublime, you know, sense no, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. man versus nature.
1: It was sublime. It was I'll
0: sublime. And so were these tits, my next good thing. <laughs> it was on the tiny dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were they were a stonker pair of knockers, Paul. Fuck
0: yeah! I really like the night scenes of the quiet town mm-hmm. when they're just sort oh, of yeah. you know. Oh, when uh, Lily was driving around the quiet town at night, and there was a sense of like what a small small mountain town is like at night. Mm. I really enjoyed that. There's a very sad pause near the end where a character waits just a minute to see if another character is going to do something. Yeah, and it's just fucking heartbreaking because. <laughs> nothing happens yeah and it's just the worst um and finally the composition of the final shot you know the dull morning light that's coming in through the window the electronic light bulbs there's something Mm. about an electronic light bulb that's on first thing in the morning just when the sun's coming up that has a very rich kind of feel to it Mm. um and these these long row of stalls and a window at the back that shows the mountain you know in the Mm. distance and uh yeah, that was a really beautiful moment. Oh, great. Okay, let's talk about these whims.
1: Yeah. These yeah. whims.
0: Start with Dern.
1: Okay. Derny, Derny, Dern. Uh, I love the way Laura Dern, her embarrassed way of saying goodbye to the lawyer, the other lawyer, the male lawyer. Uh, oh, yeah. Eight months of telling him
2: that
1: that's okay. You know, she's, yeah. she's obviously frustrated, but trying yeah. to like, save face in front of this lawyer and... He gives her a, and trying a to sad stay look, out of earshot of the yeah. angry Harris. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot going on in that little that little moment. Yeah, a line
0: of hers I quite liked when she was talking to uh, Buck Gutman, yeah. on the fo- um on the phone. It's just like, okay, well, what were you going to tell to my voicemail? Yeah, which I quite liked as a as a as a
1: line. Yeah, and her delivery. It's like, <laughs> okay, young young boy, come on, <laughs> let's navigate our way through life. I, I mean, I loved the final sequence of her and Jared Harris. Oh,
0: yeah. That was gorgeous. Uh, I think it was just sad, but very human.
1: Yeah. She did the full the full emotional journey for me. Um, yeah. Exhibited quite a, a of... yeah, quite a range of emotion and um, yeah. just, just remained very human. That was great. It was.
0: Um I do love her pulling over in the car and insisting that he get out. Mm. It was very relatable. The way he's just shittily mumbling things, he's angry and he yeah. doesn't know what to do with it, so he's making extreme comments yeah. and you know, her shutting him down felt like what I would do in that situation. Yeah. Of just uh no, you can't say that. <laughs> Don't say something like that again or you're getting out of the car. Yeah. You know, just trying to take control of the situation. Um I loved her on the dog of her uh, on the dog, on the dog of her <laughs> snoring sofa um at her feet. <laughs> was uh yeah it's really
1: good she, she went to the ranch and she rode the dog
0: and i love that and i, I love that she did that yeah um it's very relatable for me <laughs> um when she says to the guy strapping a fucking bulletproof vest to her is this an insane thing to be doing hey is this an insane thing to be doing yeah that's a fair enough question yeah what is this um when reading the letters to what's his name um jared harris mm. She takes a moment to apologize for the quality of her dictated letter. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Which is, you know, I I really liked, I really liked the little character thing. I think she was apologizing if it came across a bit harsh, uh, Uh, what she was saying. Um, And finally, just the rubbishness of her grassing him up. She goes along (laughs) with it for like a second, because what he wants to do is pretend he's got her at gunpoint. Uh, And she kind of does. She like leans out as if there was someone behind her. And then she's just like, he's trying to get out the back. He hasn't got a gun. just, (laughs) you know. Yeah. It was just really lovely Because it's like Yeah, this is reality This isn't a fucking diehard movie Yeah He's out back Yeah Just go get him Before he hurts
1: himself Before he hurts Uh. anyone No, himself
0: (laughs) Definitely himself Yeah
1: Um, Okay, Michelle Williams My favourite moment With Michelle Williams Actually was when Mm. They've just Left the house of Arnold But they're all standing On the veranda Um, Mm. And Arnold starts talking About bird sounds And bird song And the greetings A quail Oh yeah. <laughs> I hear them all the time.
2: Their call is is like uh, it goes <whistles> <whistles> Sounds like, "How are you? How are you?" <laughs> and then then the answer it goes <whistles> "I'm just fine. I'm just fine." <laughs> yeah.
0: That was
1: that was great. That was a
0: lovely moment. Yeah. A, a moment of connection between two characters for whom in the narrative you know, it works better if they don't have any connection. Yeah. But by showing by showing that they do have this shared humanity that they could yeah. they could, you know, find with a little more effort, but neither of them really are prepared to do it. It's yeah. it was really lovely. I love that moment. Um I her coming into the car and saying to her daughter, Thanks for helping out was a really relatable dick thing to say. <laughs> like it would have been easy to just come over and be like, Could you help us out, please? Yeah. But I've been in that situation where it's just like, "Hey, why didn't you figure out I needed help?" Mm-hmm. Piece of shit, I hate you. And that, yeah, which, I felt good. <laughs> which moment
1: of that was was me,
0: <laughs> or oh, any anything I've said to you. Oh, okay. Um, it's fair. Uh, Michelle, I like Michelle Williams. Comes into the. It's the moment you described as like being super awkward, and it was. Yeah. But one of my there was a, a semi-humorous bit in there where she comes in and sees a jigsaw mm. is being completed on the table and goes, "Ah." And then seemingly doesn't have anything else to say about the jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. And so things just move on. And I like the idea that she saw a jigsaw, knew what it was, and was like, ah, oh, and then realized she didn't have anything to say about yeah. that.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Uh, anyway. <sighs> so,
0: uh, And finally, the last shot of Williams. I really liked. Yeah. It's yeah a demonstration that she has now inherited the potential to make something. And hopefully, yes. unlike René or Bajanis, she might just do it.
1: Yes. Yes, I did. I, I, the- I appreciate that as well.
0: Last, lastly and not leastly, mm, we have Lily Gladstone, newcomer.
1: Mm. 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 Yes. Liked yeah. her very much. The sort of smith- smitten way she'd look on at uh, Kristen Aww. Stewart was heartbreaking. <laughs> um spe- oh, yeah. when they're talking in the diner and um Kristen Stewart says oh you're going are you going to come again cuz she's basically she had not signed yeah. up to this she just showed up to no, see was what was going wandered on in. yeah America <laughs> free and uh, and Kristen Stewart says oh are you, yeah are you coming next week and with like, wide eyed fear lily Gladstone goes well i'm not signed up or anything yeah <laughs> like oh no i i've been i've been rumbled and i I'm, I'm suddenly <laughs> i i i don't deal well with like yeah. With mid-level bureaucracy, <laughs> I'm I'm just a simple farm girl. It was, yeah, it was great what that yeah. evoked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, she had a very sad smile, I found as well, which I yes. found very heartbreaking. And I like her when she's being all confident once she's brought the horse to take Stuart to the diner. <laughs> yeah,
2: can I give you a ride to the diner? Um, five. not in the truck. Just um, wait uh, right here. Uh, really? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 been a while. It's been a while. Don't think about it.
1: <laughs> Kristen Stewart's reaction of it was like kind of amused and kind of well, isn't this awkward? A horse. Yes. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> but oh, there was, it was something.
0: There was a moment there though when they're riding back to the, din- to the diner. No, from yeah. the diner back to her car. There is a moment where she like, I don't know. She gets into it. And I'm... Yeah. And that again, it's just those little moments. Yeah. Did the OG team get in touch?
1: Let me have a look now.
0: Let me have a look now.
1: Let me have a look now. Paul from Blightbusters says, "Oh, Ooh. certain women, certainly. Yep, I've definitely seen that. <laughs> I tell you what, the poster <laughs> totally hits the nail on the head. These, there are certainly those women <laughs> featured in the film. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it wasn't obvious. Wait, what? Yeah I know Hadn't seen it Had us fooled But he said he saw it He he said he saw it And and How did he know so much About the poster Oh Thus the rug is pulled From under our feet It was my favourite rug I don't know where I am On a rug Oh You're in You're in You're in Paul Hawkins' hands mate (laughs) You're in rug town now boys (laughs) Population Rug And you (laughs) Two Shit You
0: too Oh well, at least I have free music randomly put on my. Uh... Was that you
1: too? <laughs> it was, it yeah, two. yeah, it was. It yeah, was you just... too. Fuck free yeah! Free music, oh, music into reference. your life. Yay! <laughs> Made a music <laughs> reference. <laughs> it's time to end the episode. So yeah, no one, but we didn't have anybody from the OG team Aww. with for still walking either. Uh, oh yeah, we need better yeah.
0: OG team. <laughs> 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 we we love you all. We really do love you all. Yeah. We love that you're the people who will get in touch for Congo. But not for certain women. Yeah. It's something I actually genuinely respect about every one of you, and hate about myself. So I'd would say so. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean we we all hate that about what, what was it <laughs> about hating you? I forgot yeah, something like that. But we do. We we all we all we all do. But look, so,
0: it's a fifty percent recommendation from the Pools. and if you know yeah. my film tastes and you enjoyed um, Hard to Be a God, then you'll yeah. know, and the Suspiria remake, then you'll know yeah. that certain women is certainly something to
1: women. <laughs> to women too.
0: <laughs> okay thank you OG Team. yeah thanks OG team. Uh, okay how can people find out more about our usual endeavors
1: oh well we are here every week just taking it to the big man not the security yeah, guard that jared harris uh incapacitated <laughs> this week yeah but we would if we could if he'd just get in touch and let us know what he's doing on a daily basis <laughs> his likes dislikes fears yeah um any, anything really? We need we need to know. We want to make that man a king. That's right. We are going to kill fourteen <laughs> people uh, to to get him on the throne. And fuck yeah. And I don't care who it is. Okay, me. Did he you? send for Jared Harris? <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, no, but no, he didn't. He yeah? forgot about Jared Harris. Yeah. You send for Jared Harris, and he says you should check out OGT Pod at OGT fuck Pod yeah. at Twitter and Facebook, and send them an email at gmail at, at uh, gmail They're men, so you can trust their opinion on things. But what if they have a different opinion?
0: Well, they're not proper men, and you should insult their sexuality and their um, sexual identity.
1: If they've had different opinions and one of them isn't now dead, then betas, beta cucks, mate. Uh, Every one of them. And you can get more of those beta cucks by subscribing to our Patreon (laughs) for $1 a week minimum, bare minimum, uh, where we deliver the bare minimum every week. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely not
0: true. We are fucking gods over there. You thought this was like weirdly low energy and not really going anywhere well check out patreon it's the fucking tits (laughs) it's
1: fucking great we do we 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 work really hard on it we release stuff every week uh this this coming week is sneak peek preview on caught and raw uh texas chainsaw 3d uh Mm -hmm. we're now getting on to the final As (laughs) as <laughs> At time of speaking <laughs> uh, Most current release Of the Texas Chainsaw Franchise uh, Oh yeah we get that out Before uh, The cut down versions For our Halloween special Uh We've also got A load of other shit That you should definitely Check it out
0: load of shit mate And you're gonna love it So check it out now Fuck
1: yeah Um yeah I'm Paul the shit I'm I'm all kinds of Paul And
0: shit And remember The one good thing About certain women Is just a glimmer of hope They can see in Michelle Williams' eyes, but not Jared (laughs) Hurst's.